0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Thank Godzilla. It's Friday. It's Friday, and that means it's Godzilla. My name is William Bibiani. I am a critic. I write for the rap, I write for the film Verdict, I write for Slash Film, and everybody calls
1: me Bibbs. Uh, my name is Whitney Seibold. I contribute to Slash Film, I write articles over there. You do a lot. I do. Yes, you're very prolific. Lot, I admire you. A lot of Star Trek over there still. Yeah, nicely done. I I'm, I'm yeah, haven't run out yet. I'm happy that Star Trek still does well for the website. Yeah, because if trends ever change, I'm kind of SOL. Wow, my expertise will
0: go nowhere. Well, I think if there's one thing we can say with some confidence is that Trek has some staying power, S- some culture. longevity. Yeah. yeah, and you could say the same thing for Godzilla, which is appropriate because that's what this podcast is about. It's our one podcast that isn't about Star Trek. Uh, has Godzilla ever crossed over with Star Trek?
1: Uh, apart from like fan films, yeah, totally no, like like, like, uh, like the
0: comics or something like that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm.
1: I, I so know it's like a missed opportunity. Maybe I'd have to like look into like the deep cut Dark Horse comics. Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse comics, their stock and trade was licensing famous like pop culture characters. Yeah, that was they, they and, had uh, the
0: Star Wars license for many
1: years. Yeah, they and did a lot of stuff like that. And I think it was uh, Dark Horse that first came up with Alien versus Predator. As memory yeah, serves, it was Sort yeah. of like in the late 80s, I think that started coming up. and um,
0: or, or maybe, or it might have been just after Predator 2 kind of cracked like the code on that and implied that they were in the shared universe. Maybe so. But it was uh, around that era,
1: well, yeah. Point being, that became sort of their shtick. They would uh, have famous characters fight each other. Yeah. You know, Robocop versus Transformers, whatever they got. And, yeah. And um, it's entirely likely that there was a Godzilla fight Star Trek. like. Nice. Can you imagine uh, the Borg-assimilate Godzilla? Ooh, would well that just be Mecha Godzilla. No, it'd, it'd be Cyborg Godzilla. A little oh, different.
0: Okay, fair enough. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. And then they have to fight giant Spock from the cartoon. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, get, they get Spock too. That's he, a good and idea. he wrestles
1: with Borg Godzilla. I like that one. That's good. Um, that, that's a very Star Trek idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Star trek And he tries to use diplomacy
0: with Godzilla. Nice. Hey, uh, Godzilla increasingly in these movies... Capable of diplomacy, capable of uh, long conversations, and we're going to get some of these this week. We have got a film that I had not seen before. I was familiar with the title "Monster," the new monster, Gigan, uh-huh. Uh who looks—if you haven't seen uh, it, haven't seen the movie, you haven't seen a picture of Gigant yet—looks um, like a goose that's also a cyborg. With yeah, a razor it's, it's, it's stomach. Like a, it's like a razor razor goose. Yeah, razor goose is a great way to put mm. it. Um,
1: I don't know what what the uh, thinking is behind the design of Gaigan Because they don't imply it's that... It's all over the place. It's,
0: it's not a machine. Like, it wasn't mm. built somewhere. I think the uh, idea is that it's a cyborg dinosaur. Because it comes from a space. Yeah. And it's being used by... There's another alien species that's trying mm. to conquer the Earth. And trying to control the various kaiju... Mm. In order to uh, achieve its goals it all There's also a lot more going on In that subplot than there's that well. And I'm looking forward to, to going into all of it But what it boils down to Is they're going to bring King Ghidorah back and they're going to bring in the, his new buddy. Mm-hmm. He gets a pal. He gets a partner.
1: Guy again as a villain. A new, yeah. new
0: villain monster. Yeah. Because we
1: haven't had one since the introduction of King Ghidorah, really. Uh, Godzilla. No. Well, Godzilla as well. No, because um, we had
0: uh, uh, all monsters attack. We had the bully uh, bully one. Gabara doesn't count. Oh, Gabara doesn't count, no. does he? Okay. Well, never mind. Um, but yeah, good old fashioned, pure bad guy. And, and I will say this for guy again. When we finally talk about the climactic fight. Hmm. Gigan Gene. is not fucking around. Gigan is trying to fucking bust some heads. Gigan is the Yvonne Drago <laughs> of of the Godzilla universe, and that's I, I kind of like Gigan. All I'm right. kind of into Gigan. Actually, I, I, Gigan I works
1: for me. I'm okay with Gigan. I don't yeah.
0: hate Gigan at all. Um,
1: I just think G, Gigan's a little odd. He's very odd. But that's uh, true, yeah. I I I don't
0: object to Gigan the same yeah. way I object to Gabara. Yeah, like the last one we watched, you know, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, uh, Godzilla versus Hedora. Hedora yeah. uh, uh, was this really unpopular uh, uh, movie at the time. Looking back now, it's kind of interesting in a lot of ways, but uh, it's, it's it was, it was kind big, of a hard right in a lot of ways. It's the
1: biggest outlier of all of the movies we've seen so far. In terms because of the he, actual yeah, Godzilla movies, yeah. Yeah. Because even when we're dealing with, like, you know, King Kong or Frankenstein or, you know, some hmm. bizarre monster conceit. Most of these are directed by Ishiro Honda, so they'll have, like, you know, an, an aesthetic
0: similarity. Yeah, you can, they, they feel of a piece. Yeah, uh, e-
1: even if they're not connected, like, directly thematically, they're at least connected aesthetically in, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jun Fukuda came along and he kind of added a little bit more of a like a Saturday morning matinee feel to it.
0: Yeah, a lot more There's a lot a, more comic booky stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot more like and, you know, paramilitary organizations and, and, and sci fi more, more sci fi Rigmarole than A Honda. Like less like high minded, I would have something to say about this sci fi. Mm. And more, wouldn't it be cool if a bunch of bad guys had a base like Cobra and a yeah, G.I. Joe yeah. episode kind of vibe. And and I appreciate that too. That's I think fun. That, that's
1: kind of a legit yeah, you approach. Works. Um but of the, you of know, the Smog Monster, mm-hmm. Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, was the only film directed by Yoshimitsu Banno. And yeah. it's completely different from anything else. It's much darker. Uh, yeah, just in terms of the way it looks, the way the monsters look, the way yeah. it's paced. It It almost feels like a return to classicism with Godzilla versus Guy again even though this is Jun Fukuda and there's a lot of
0: weird stuff going on. Yeah, uh, it feels like it feels and, like they 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 strayed from the formula and it's like we got to bring back Godzilla's greatest nemesis mm-hmm. and one of his old buddies cuz Anguirus is in this a lot too. And we're just yeah. going to introduce a new monster and there's going to be a subplot involving stuff but eventually just a big old monster fight. And there's going to be fewer yeah, and, skeletons but more cockroaches. More cockroaches and more blood. That's there's right. a lot of blood in this fight. They're spurting bright red painterly Dario Argento blood and it's in this fight sequence. It's because Gigant
1: has a, a saw in its abdomen and also big like hook hands. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know what? It looks like a, a, a Cenobite yeah. from Hellraiser. It right? really it, does. It, it's, it's, this it's really messed kind up. Kind of the scary looking monster. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it does still have that kind of Saturday morning thing. Cause it's about invading cockroach aliens. Yeah. And, uh, and a, and a Godzilla amusement park. That's yep. the, the main uh, the main plot. It's Mega Mountain. High Noon yeah, Mega Mountain, basically. And, uh, um, yeah. And there's a, a Godzilla-sized statue in the middle of this
0: amusement Godzilla park. Tower, hmm. and it's almost Godzilla size. Like it's about Godzilla size. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a big centerpiece in the film. Um, Our protagonists in this film are actually some of my favorites thus far. They have a lot of energy and personality. Uh, Our main hero is a manga artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is uh, trying to uh, uh, create a series of manga books about various kaiju that he invents himself. And at the beginning of the movie, he is pitching a new book. And he is pitching a couple of monsters he's created. And his whole thing is, uh, these stories are made for children. right? So what are kids... Afraid of so I've come up with a homework kaiju, a kaiju made up mm-hmm. entirely of homework, and also a stern mom St- kaiju. Strict, yeah, strict mom monster.
1: And, yeah, and I, and that's how he sells them to his his editors. Like, yeah. well, what do kids hate? Kids hate homework. Yeah, and and I love the the editor's reaction is like. It's too much of a thinker. Like it's too it's too brainy. You
0: know, of a homework monster. Which is a little meta cuz later on we're going to get Gigant, which is yeah. just nothing. Like it makes no sense <laughs> whatsoever, but it looks cool. And I really that's more the vibe. Mm. There's a few Godzilla monsters who have like a meaningful aesthetic. Like, well, they're, like they're they're all animals, as mostly as, yeah. the the smog monster wasn't, but that had like a theme. It was actually true, exploring, yeah. but mostly it's like yeah, this one's kind of an ankylosaurus, that one's kind of a gorosaurus, that one's, one's them, kind of like a sea snake. Like yes, there's a moth. They
1: they were mut- yeah. they're essentially mutant animals, mostly uh, yeah. in, in, at least as as far as Ishiro Honda was concerned. Yeah, which is what made uh, King Ghidorah so different. Yeah, King Ghidorah is not dragon. not a, yeah it's not an animal. It's a
0: golden dragon from space. It's like the yeah. only thing that's not an Earth creature. Which um, they kind of keep. The, uh, with Gigan because guygan is also from space so he's got like the freedom mm. to be weird yeah I guess is their justification uh, a, a little later on we're gonna actually meet space Godzilla
1: oh. so we get to sort of are mix they it cousins? all together
0: pardon are they cousins
1: no th- I, for- I actually don't remember the exact plot but like some of like Godzilla's DNA mixed with like a, a crystal that fell from space and so it they are in, and it turned into a space Godzilla so they are related sure
0: I mean that's, yes they're related by blood they're
1: they're both named McGillicuddy. The <laughs> Godzilla, same, the McGillicuddy. Same name. Godzilla Cuddy. Go, okay. Godzilla
0: McGillicuddy. Okay, I love it. Um, wasn't that Lucille Lucille Ball's like was Lucy's no, was, name yeah, in the show? Yeah, it was Lucy, L- McGillicuddy. Lucy, Lucy McGillicuddy. That was yeah. her her, her
1: unmarried name in the
0: show. Anyway, uh, his attempt to sell uh, a manga series about a homework monster and a mom monster do not go well, uh, and his girlfriend, who is also his agent, who is also a black belt in karate, which will mm. only come up once. Uh, is uh, encouraging He's... him to go for a new gig, which would be sort of a designer, an imagineer, if you will, mm. at a new children's amusement park, which is going to be Godzilla themed. Yeah, and uh, and the people who own the park a little bit shady. Yeah, you know they have they... really weird sci-fi offices, which look really strange. Yeah, I love this. Like the the guy ends up in like the chairman's office, like the, the the head of the board, the Sinatra, if you will, and it's got like this big giant centerpiece in the middle of the room. It looks like a big silver moon statue. And then it rotates around like Blofeld's chair. Mm. And it turns out it's this giant throne where like a 17-year-old kid is doing complex, beautiful mind mathematics. (laughs) And it's like, ooh, that's kind of fun. And it's like number two, his underling dresses like Wes Anderson doing the press conferences. (laughs) (laughs) Like very refined, very particular. Got a wonderful aesthetic. I would love to see Wes Anderson... Do like Godzilla material. That would be interesting. Although, to be fair, the way he handled Japanese culture and Isle of Dogs oh, left I guess something it kind to be of did, desired. He, yeah, he, 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 he does think he can do like a, a fun stop motion Godzilla, but yeah. I would like to see him. You know, there's a um, there's a really, really great kaiju movie that p- people didn't see enough uh, from Nacho Vigolando called Colossal. It mm. uh, starred Anne Hathaway uh, as a, she's an alcoholic and she discovers that if she walks across. The playground where she her childhood playground as as a kid, which she accidentally does when she's massively drunk uh, at a certain time of day. A giant kaiju appears in Korea that mimics all of her movements. Yeah. And it's all a metaphor for the way that, you know, your substance abuse has effects you cannot predict mm, you're broader d- than d- yourself. Destroying something far away that you're not yeah. even aware of at the time. But it becomes more complicated than that and also incorporates a lot of interesting ideas about toxic masculinity because there's mm. a guy in your life who seems cool but ends up becoming like a rival kaiju and Anne Hathaway is great in that movie. It's a weird premise, but it's it's also very well thought out. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, it actually makes sense in
1: the moment it makes sense it's an interesting setup but you can tell that they didn't know how to end the story like maybe not. it it didn't conclude satisfyingly
0: maybe not but it was neat and if you yeah. if you want to see like some more like you know sort of what would an indie sort of low budget uh, kaiju film made in more of a for western audiences look like colossal is probably a good example of it um, but anyway so they're they're creating this like Children's uh, uh, amusement park. It's going to be Godzilla themed, but they have one unifying goal: peace in our time, world peace. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring world peace in our time, and we're going to do it through all of these kaiju's. And the guy's like, "Oh, that's you doing it through kaiju's?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah. We're going to kids like kaiju's. We're going to use kaiju's to to make them, you know, teach them valuable lessons." And he's like, "Why don't you just?" Base your designs off of the real monsters besides Godzilla. You know, like Varan or Anguirus or whatever. And they're like, no, 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 no. Those, those monsters are fighting all the time. So a part of our plan for peace in our time is to make enough money with this amusement park to kill all those monsters. And it's like, <laughs> I'm starting to see some possible holes in your ethics here. But the guy gets the gig He's excited to get the gig And then in a plot Much like the movie Blue Beetle Like his first day At the building Like a woman Runs out of the building Hands him some Top secret thing And he pockets oh, okay. it And <laughs> it to is, his credit He's is no like snitch He doesn't know her mm. He is no snitch Alright They ask Where did she go And he points in The opposite direction mm. Comes home He's got. It's a weird Sort of Magnetic tape recording You know It's in the early 70s That's what they had Um and uh, she shows up with her, I guess, just associate, who's like the, who's like the fun guy with like the goatee. Oh,
1: who's it, like he's always eating like corn or hot dogs or yeah, something. yeah, just he's um, always munching. I think on it's top. just a friend of hers, just a yeah. friend.
0: And uh, th- her brother was one of the designers of the amusement park, and he has gone missing. So she has been investigating, and there's some, she knows all she knows is that there's something on this tape that's really important. And so they go to the guy's house. The guy's interested. He says, tell me your story. And so they try to play the tape. And the tape is a high-pitched, very strange screeching noise. (laughs) And then we cut to maybe my favorite scene in a Godzilla movie so far. Because we cut to Monster Island... And Godzilla's, like, taking is a that, nap.
1: He's, he's hanging out, and, and Anguirus is there, like yeah. a
0: spiny ankylosaur. Yeah. Godzilla's first kaiju opponent from uh, uh, Godzilla Raids Again, uh, mysteriously alive after all these years, but whatever. They're old friends now. They put it behind them. Yeah. Um, Godzilla wakes up, and he hears that screeching, noise he's like, the, the fuck? What the? And it, then he... it's It's, it's a, a monster whistle. Monsters yeah. can hear it. Basically, and uh, uh, hold on. And then he says, "Hey, Angarus!" And there's a there's dialogue balloon, yeah. <laughs> like in a manga. He says, "Hey, Angarus!" And they cuts to Angerous and there's a speech bubble for Angarus, and it says, "Yeah." And then Godzilla just says, "Go see what's up." Mm. And go, Godzilla, go check that out. He's here. So Angarus says, okay. "Okay." And then Godzilla says, "Hurry!" And then Angarus leaves Monster Island mm. just to check on humanity.
1: Yeah, and, and of course, Angiris, like, bellies up to the coast.
0: Uh huh. And, and,
1: and immediately and gets attacked by the military.
0: Everyone automatically assumes okay, Angiris is out. Angiris is going to pull some bullshit. And you always talk about how, like, you know human technology is useless against these kaiju. Uh-huh. They do repel Anguirus, but to be fair, Anguirus wasn't trying very hard. No, well, he wasn't attacking. Like it wasn't yeah. wasn't angry. It it's was, like it was literally like, "Hey, I heard some weird noise." I, like he comes like to the neighbor with a cup of sugar. Like, "Hey, I I heard some strange noises. Is everything okay?" And then they shoot their neighbor with missiles. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, fine. Fuck off, I guess." Jesus. All right. And then he goes home, and everyone's like, "All right. I love Anguirus in this. <laughs> he's, he's such a... He's such a put-upon guy. <laughs>
1: he's such like The sad sack of the kaiju world. Yeah,
0: he's, he is. He's the funny neighbor in the kaiju world. I mean, he gets dragged along by Godzilla constantly. And, it's like, no other monsters were available. Anguirus is the only other guy. And, bless him. <laughs> I didn't really care for Anguirus before. I didn't hate him. But now I love him. <laughs> specifically yeah. because of this movie. Um... Anyway, it's really great. Um... Anyway, what do we got here? So, uh, bah, 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 bah. there's a guy eating corn. We mentioned the corn. Oh,
1: um, the same actor who played... Oh, wait. Sorry, This the actor... Uh, I thought uh, I recognized the actor mm. who played Anguirus, but I don't. I apologize.
0: Ah. Okay. Uh, well, in any case, uh, they're trying to track down who this strange kid is and what the, the chairman of the board is. Mm. I, I love this moment because they they're suddenly realize, wait a minute... We haven't done any investigating. We just think something's up, and we're just trying to like break down the doors. Maybe yeah, we should look into it.
1: the The film is incredibly unfocused when it comes to like its mystery.
0: Yeah, uh, and which is almost realistic. Like, what would you do yeah. if you had a mystery? Probably fuck it up and not do a very yeah. good job. <laughs> so they, they're really so they've tried to track down who that kid is. They track, what's what's the kid's name. It's this. Okay. We're going to go to that kid's hometown and interview his parents and see why this 17-year-old is in charge of a major amusement park corporation. And then they get there. Our son has been dead for a year. Ooh. And then it turns out his Wes Anderson buddy was his like English teacher and they died in a mysterious mountaineering accident right. together, which there's a lot going on there that we're just not going to unpack. But yeah, so they're dead and someone's impersonating them or they faked their own death to start an amusement park corporation using their real names. Either way, something weird is going on. turns out, as Whitney has already revealed, there's a big reveal. Not only are they from outer space, not only are they planning to bring peace to Earth by conquering it like you do, mm. uh, but they're also from a planet very much like Earth, and they explain this to like the Kidnap Brother. They're from a planet very much like Earth, and very much like Earth, I'm using like stock footage of the Smog Monster movie. Uh, they polluted it. Yeah. They irradiated it. They fucked it up. And the Earth, uh, their planet became uninhabitable to everyone except cockroaches. And we are cockroaches, mm. and we developed intelligence, and we're trying to find a new planet to start all over again, because even though I guess we can live on that irradiated planet, it still sucks. Well,
1: it's so, irradiated. They can't, yeah. they can't, like, grow crops
0: or anything, yeah. just being
1: cockroaches.
0: So, like, they're, so they're, and there's this fun bit where, like, the lights go out, and then everyone sees, like, the shadows, because they're using, like, hologram projectors to look mm. human. But, like, if you shine a light on them, their shadows are cockroaches.
1: And that's just it's, fun. It's pretty cool. That's really fun. It's, it's really cool. Um, One of the better
0: aliens we've seen on this on this uh, uh, well, we had, franchise so far. We had
1: the the Mysterians and we had the the Kelak, mm-hmm. uh, the alien species. I like
0: the Mysterians mostly because of their fashion sense. Those because cool those, motorcycle helmets and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those they were those were cool. But these ones are just fun monsters. As well. Yeah, yeah. Which is neat.
1: And, and we're gonna get some like ape monsters as well, or maybe they're dog um, monsters. I don't readily recall. Some sort of like furry mammal Aliens mm,
0: Yeah So there's gonna be
1: A lot more Aliens oh, oh they're going going gonna forward. keep
0: Coming back to this over
1: and I think, mm. In fact I think the next movie Is different Aliens again It's Well I mean Ishiro Honda had a, a mm. formula Jun Fukuda now has a formula And, yeah. and the formula now Is, is Aliens I'm not going to say it's aliens, but it's aliens. Um, And and you know what? I'm okay with this. Yeah, fine. I I don't... We're already into the 70s. Uh It's not like we're violating some sort of vital integrity.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, they've already introduced aliens aliens already. Like, there are more aliens. Why not? I don't know. It sucks that every alien wants to conquer Earth. Yeah. Like, Um, every alien wants to conquer Earth? You know what? Every single
1: one? Well, It's because we're important. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's ironically it's
1: it's because, because we're, we're
0: not important, but our planet
1: is uh, nice. Oh, that's true. Our, our planet—they're always trying to steal our resources, and so yeah. maybe, maybe that's why so many people are keen on polluting. It's like we're, we're keeping the aliens away. <laughs>
0: we have, don't have natural resources. We won't be invaded. Yeah. Um, so uh, the uh, the 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 Wes Anderson alien uh, gives a manga artist who's like snooping around. Uh, Some free cigarettes And the guy's like I don't find this suspicious at all And then he goes home With his free cigarettes And uh, turns out There was a tracking device In the cigarettes And now the the aliens Which
1: I I like that too That's kind of clever
0: And the aliens uh, uh, Although it's really not Because it's just his house (laughs) They could have just Followed him home But okay (laughs) Which is essentially All they
1: had to do anyway You Um, know what They come from a planet Where they don't have The concept of home (laughs) They just sort of live out on the plane. There's not like a a place they go back to.
0: So they kidnap everybody. They've got their ray guns. And then our manga artist's girlfriend, who we haven't seen in pages, uh, comes back and is like, hey, oh, you guys have ray guns. Kapow, ka-cha. And karate's everyone. The aliens run away. And she will never bust that out again. It was literally just, they literally introduced it at the beginning, I think, because they couldn't figure out how to write them out of that room. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know what? Yeah, fair. It's the James Bond
0: conceit. I I, I actually haven't actually spoken to anyone who's written any James Bond movies, but I would bet $1,000 that the main, like, conception of all the James Bond gadgets, with the exception of the modern ones which don't use them very much, is basically... We wrote James Bond into a corner, we need to come up with a gadget to get him out, and then once we come up with that gadget, we will we'll add that back into, into the queue scene, yeah. scene earlier in the movie, and that's literally the only reason why. Because he almost never uses them twice, have you noticed that? Yeah, well, I I, I can probably guarantee you that's the way they do it. Yeah, they
1: that's don't how think, I do it. They <laughs> don't think of like random gadgets and then like come up with action sequences thereafter.
0: Yeah. They kind of extrapolate that. I guess backwards. they might once in a while if it's like a product placement kind of thing. Uh You know, like, oh, BMW gave us this concept car, we gotta do something with the car. We we need a
1: car scene. But, you know, just having, we need a gadget car is not terribly, terribly difficult an exercise for a James Bond screenwriter. And yet
0: they still, they still screwed it up. Remember the invisible car from Die Another Day? That was pretty terrible. That was really bad. (laughs) That
1: didn't work at all. I mean, Die Another Day is like, like unilaterally terrible all the way through, but that was like
0: one of the worst ideas. It's just, and it's not the silliest thing in the movie. Which is pretty amazing. <laughs> the ice castles, the silliest. Oh, thing no, the ice movies. castles. Like they do ice castles. That's real. For me, it's when they like melt the ice castle and it turns into a tidal wave and James Bond parasails on it. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. that was fun. And he went on with his day afterwards. I take the rest of the day off after that. See, this is why when there's like a major,
1: like dramatic world event, mm-hmm. you don't make a James Bond movie right away. You gotta mm. wait a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah that movie came out in 2002, the post 9-11 world. And they didn't know what
0: the hell to do with James Bond at that point. No, that was, and they basically just waited around for like, oh God, I hope someone makes the Bourne identity. And then they made the Bourne identity. It's like, oh, Oh, we'll do that.
1: We'll just rip that off. (laughs) Then they did. And yeah, 2006 (laughs) comes along and they do the post 9-11 James Bond movie, which they wrote into the ground. Yeah. Like, the, like he outlived his usefulness By the time No yeah. Time to Die came out I was like why are we this? We don't, don't, we don't
0: need the grim dark Bond anymore yeah. we're, we're, we're a little past that And uh, we kind of want to He doesn't have to be goofy Bond anymore no. But you know he doesn't have to be like Does Bond have to spend two whole movies depressed? <laughs> yes Two whole movies and they're not short movies Really depressed the whole time? It's a choice mm. I think you should have made some more time to die. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, no, there's no time to die. <laughs> I, that was the problem. No, there's no more, saying, there's no more time. When you're stressed out, yeah. when you're overscheduled. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you you, can't, the, you, you, you need, can't produce your best work. You, you need like
1: maybe just a quantum of solid. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Uh, uh, I know well that done indeed. Want a Quantum of Solace, but no more than a quantum. Um, I know they do big bags of solace, but I don't want them.
0: Back to Godzilla vs. again. Uh, Godzilla and Anguirus are m- moving their way towards... Uh, mm-hmm. The action, ready to save humanity, and yeah. we cut to the ocean and Godzilla in the manga thing. It says, "Hurry up, Angurus!" And Angurus, who's like two feet behind him, mm-hmm. Angurus is like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> like, eh.
1: uh, did you? He's, uh, he's, he's leading Angurus into battle. Clearly, they're just yeah. reestablishing
0: that Godzilla is in charge here. Did you ever see the American dub of this movie? Oh golly, no. I. I wasn't I usually don't bother. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's not like we need to see both versions. And honestly, mm. for the most part Or tell me they got like Chuck Chuck Heston or something. Like Charlton Heston is playing Godzilla. They did get an American oh. action to voice Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. I okay. uh, Ang- yeah. Anguirus and, and he sounds like he's struggling to breathe. You'd think you'd give him like a booming mm. like Anguirus get over here. You know, like Scorpion or something. Mm-hmm. Like it, it sounds like a, it's like hey, Angrus! Check it out already! And Anguirus is like, (laughs) what? (laughs) It's weird! It's a very, very weird performance. You can see clips of it online. You can just cut to YouTube and just see the minute and a half of the scenes where Godzilla talks. It's very, very strange. Um, It turns out the alien's other scheme, uh, besides a dog whistle for Earth kaiju, uh, was to summon space kaiju. Which, they bring back Anguirus. All right, and, sorry they bring back king King uh and king gator brings with him his friend his buddy his roommate uh gagan mm-hmm. and there's a scene in this movie and i really we i it's a small moment but i think it is incredibly telling and i think it speaks to the universe in which these movies uh live okay. we are past the point where every time there's a monster There have to be multiple scenes of scientists trying to convince the government that a monster is real. We're past that. We have a monster island. We know where they all live. We have anti-monster defenses. People aren't even mad at Godzilla anymore, even though like, literally less than two decades ago, he probably killed millions of people. Or I guess the the other one of them did. Um, There's a general... We don't really see him much, but there's a general, and he's in like an observatory or something like that. And they're like, "Hey, we've got a signal from space." The general goes, "Of like, what is it?" And he says, "We'll take a listen." And he listens to the two monsters in space. Never mind that we shouldn't be able to hear that. Uh, but they're so loud. They're so loud <laughs> that he that he says, "Hmm, that one's def." And he's not looking. That one's definitely King Ghidorah. I don't recognize the other one though. They've developed an ear for it. Like they can, mm. they can hear just through experience and training and research, and they know. Oh, that's King Gator. Yeah. Oh, that's Barakon. Uh, uh, they 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 all have different roars. They like do. they they're that way. Or... They've done a good job, and it occurs to me that people in this universe are so familiar with these kaiju that they can now recognize a kaiju mm-hmm. by their roar which led me to wonder, can Whitney name that kaiju? Oh my God. Um, so I have, oh, gonna, I, have up, I have set up a series. I'm going to I have set up a series of roars. I will tell okay. you this.
1: Before you get started on this, I, I had to look it up. Uh-huh. Uh, the name of the actor who played the voice of Godzilla. Ah. And he is a British actor named Ted Thomas. Uh, Ted Thomas had a very long prolific career doing voiceovers for Japanese ah. dubs. That was kind of his stock and trade. Um, and so yeah, he he was like played American voices in mm. the the uh, the Gamera films, for instance. Ah, okay, uh, he great. was in you know for for many, many years. but he did appear on screen in just a few movies, including mm. ultraviolet. Oh, the, the Miliovich. film. The Miliovovich film. Okay. He played Daxus Aid Number 2. <laughs> and he was in one of the better video game adaptations, DOA Dead or Alive. Oh, wow. Wherein he played Gentleman. So, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be able to recognize this guy, but nice. he's, he's had a very prolific career.
0: Awesome. Well, anyway, we're going back to Name That Kaiju. I All have right. put together a series of kaiju roars. I'm going to play the kaiju roar. You'll be able to hear them too, audience. Uh, and I'm just going to ask Whitney if he can name that kaiju. Now, I will say this. Two things. One, none of these kaiju are Godzilla. That's too okay. easy. Two. I'd, I'd, I'd recognize Every single Godzilla. one of these kaiju is a kaiju we have already run into in this podcast.
1: All right. So no you're, one, you're not extrapolating ahead. I'm, I'm not putting in or...
0: Biollante right, or right, Zilla right. or anything. It's all it's all stuff we've seen in the last, I don't know, what are we, episode, we like 20? Like all mm-hmm. stuff we've seen in these Shows, okay. so they should be relatively fresh in your head. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna fail this spectacularly. Right,
0: well, right. let's let's let's, all let's give you let's give you a shot here, okay? Right. Uh, so we're gonna start with, uh, uh well, let's we'll start with you. Let's we'll start right here.
1: Oh. Hey. It's like two roars at once. Mm, it, it's very strange, isn't it's it? It's not Gabara, is it? No, no, it's uh, not Gabara. It's not Gabara. No, Gabara was like in re- was like a reverse
0: Godzilla roar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it had like a no. You want me to play it again?
1: No, no. I think it...
0: yeah. it's a relatively yeah. recent one. It, this
1: that's not Gigant, is it?
0: No, it's not Gigant. Oh, okay. That'd be I feel like that'd be cheating.
1: Do yeah. what you just saw. <laughs> I I I don't know who it is. Uh, it's Adora.
0: Oh, that, that's the my Monster.
1: Oh, that's right, Hadori. Yeah, yeah kind of made kind of double yeah. roar. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. See, um, I'm not gonna get any of these. Hold on. I, I, hold on. I,
1: I I appreciate the the effort that's going into this. So okay. Let's, see. <laughs>
0: let's try this one. Oh.
1: Oh, I know this one. That's Gabara. Yes. All right. Yeah. There
0: you go. <laughs> Give you a little, little gimme there. All right. All right. Uh all right, let's uh, uh let's it's, do is it,
1: I hope this is picking up on the mic, okay? I, I, it's like a, it's going to be very faint, I think. But yeah, yeah.
0: Let's see what we got. Uh, I'm going to I'll I'll increase the volume a little bit on, right. the, on the Ma- Mac that I'm using. Okay. Uh here's uh this one might be a little tricky. Oh golly.
1: Oh. This
0: one's not familiar. Is this, like, Kumonga? No, Kumonga actually was, like, a weird clicking noise. It wasn't very oh, satisfying okay. to hear. Yeah. That wasn't Kumonga, no. All right. Yeah. Play it one more time? Yeah, sure. Hold on.
1: Like, these are all, like, striking. Like, my inner... Yeah, they're interesting, year- right? My inner eight-year-old is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: That's a scary monster roar. Yeah, although it's it's uh, uh it's one that isn't talked about very often. Hmm. But we did we did cover it.
1: Oh it's that's not like Gorosaurus, is it? No. No, no. do you have
0: up? Yeah, what is it? Mechanicong.
1: Oh, I've I i would not have guessed Mechanicong. Okay. I don't
0: know. Alright, here we go. Let's try uh hmm. let's try this one right here. This is uh this is a fun one, I think. Yay. <laughs>
1: Oh <laughs> uh, Yes. I thought it was Rodan at first. Mm, but, but then uh, you, but then you think it might be something but, else. But then
0: yeah, then then there's that little thing, squeaky little, at the end. A yeah, little light chirpies. A little light. Who chirpy. might who might have some light chirpies who we've seen on the show? That's not Mothra. No, um, no, no, it's not Mothra. No. You've got you've got a, you got the right letter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an mmm kaiju. mmm kaiju. Delicious kaiju mate. So let me go through in my head. It's not
0: uh It's someone we've talked about a lot. Oh, alright. Yeah. Oh it, Oh that's Minilla isn't yes! it? Yes. Okay, there you yeah. go. The little trippy guy. Okay. Alright, I got a couple more of these. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna all right. I'll, I'll give you two more. Right. Okay, here we go. All right. And boom. Thank, thank you for the
1: hints. that Yeah, goes. there you go. Oh, you just said that. Oh, wait. Not, That's... Someone I, not something you just did. Is that Caterpillar Mothra? Kind of crawling no. along the ground? Nope. No, okay. Nope. Oh, golly. It, it sounds yeah. like one of the bug ones. So it's either Mothra, Kumonga, or Kamakuras. Is it one of those? No. Oh, it's not. Okay. No. It sounded like a bug to me. It's Doggera. Oh, that's Doggera. <laughs> <laughs> absolute opposite of something. that crawls on the ground. It floats in the sky. All right, never all mind. Right, all right, last one. Last one. Then okay. We can move on. We should move on with our I, I told you I was going to get none of these. I you got, got like, like two or three. Two or three. All yeah. right.
0: Here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, but I want to take care of it. No, well, like actually, it's... you're you're kind of on the right you're kind of on the right track. That's <laughs> actually like part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's like rescuing this monster a little bit. Some people, some scientists think the monster is actually a good guy. Uh, that, well, then that's got to be Mothra, right? No, oh my gosh, I'm guessing Mothra on all these. It's not... <laughs> I didn't know Mothra's yeah. too easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I would have recognized
1: because Mothra has the the high pitch thing. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: no, like what's a, what's a kaiju movie we saw hmm. where it was about a bunch of scientists? Trying to not get the government to fight a monster. Um, Frankenstein. Yes,
1: that's Frankenstein's world. Frankenstein, oh, okay.
0: Frankenstein conquers the world. <laughs> there you go. I also had well, one from. I also had another one, but I'll let you go. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can tell your interest is waning. Well, I but just, I'm very I, proud I, of...
1: I, I can't get these. That's the the frustrating thing. Yeah, okay,
0: I'll, I'll tell. I only if had it was, one more. it was
1: a Jeopardy category, I'd get none of these.
0: I only. I only had one more. I'm going to do this one just for the audience. Okay, here we go. Last one. Cool. well that's kong no that's Actually, not kong no it sounds a little bit like him though yeah. doesn't it no if you it's got not, an audience that need a like, moment. you know what that sounds like the american kong what it, it does it like. does yeah. sound like the american kong it is not the american kong uh and i'm gonna give the audience another few seconds to think it out <laughs> did you pick manda Nobody picks Manda I pick Manda Monda's still one of my favorites Okay, there you go Anyway I have nothing against Manda either I like Manda I like Manda a lot Manda's an underappreciated, underutilized monster Anyway, that was That was named that kaiju You're welcome (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did I hope that sound picked up And we didn't just waste our time on this podcast (laughs) Just a lot of dead air on this podcast (laughs) Anyway, uh, but moving on it's a guy again, and King Gator there, and it's like ah. ah. No, well, we,
1: we, when we left off, it was yeah. um, Godzilla and Anguirus are heading yeah. toward the the location of the monster whistle.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's kind of like one of those like if you notice like in a lot of Stephen King stories, people are in trouble or gonna be in trouble, and there's like one character who's like making their way towards them. To mm-hmm. save them Like Richard Farnsworth In Misery Or Scatman mm-hmm. Carruthers In The Shining If you watch the movies yeah, yeah And then the whole gag is We're like oh a- Eventually they'll get there Eventually they'll get there Eventually they'll mm-hmm. get there And then they do And I mean, they're immediately murdered you know, they're, or, or they turn into bananas <laughs> Yeah yeah. There you go another, another good cliche there It's a great cliche I've seen it so many times Where like you know There's like a movie Like oh As soon as this guy gets there It's all gonna be okay Like Danny Glover In the, in the first Saw And then it just Never pans out <laughs> Godzilla wouldn't do that. (laughs) They wouldn't let Godzilla and Angerus get there and then, like... And get killed immediately. And then get killed immediately. That would be a huge disappointment. But it is really, really funny how much they're prefacing this with, like, yeah, Godzilla's gonna save us all. We have moved very far away from Godzilla being ambivalent about humanity. And now he's just like, well, like, I gotta go check it out. I gotta go save the world every time. Something about the smog monster... Where yeah. where
1: he realized that there's there's an enemy greater than both of us, human humankind. Yeah. We're on our side. Also, you know, they they're well fed on Monster mm. Islands. They mm-hmm. they just get to hang out all day and beat yeah. be themselves.
0: Also that high pitched noise was annoying and also he hates King Ghidorah. That's true. Yeah. He hates his ass. Mm-hmm. You gotta wonder what Godzilla and King Ghidorah talk about. Oh, They don't talk, they just fight. Right, but that therein might lie the problem, Whitney, I suppose. I suppose so. They're, they're,
1: they're, they're not talking their feelings nah, through. I'm imagining yeah. Guy
0: Ganon angerous, like, getting a beer after the fight. It it's is. like, you know, they're more alike than they realize. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'd get along if they just sat they, down they, and talked. They,
1: they clink shot glasses <laughs> and clink tequila. Um the, the, the metaphor I've always liked to go to is Godzilla as bouncer. And yeah, if, yeah. if Godzilla is a bouncer, what kind of like rough clientele is each one of these monsters? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I came up with Godzilla as bouncer to describe uh, the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, the, which was later ne- renamed as Zilla. How um, mm. Godzilla is like a guy who used to roadie for Motorhead. Like he's yeah. he's been around. He's gone to the metal
0: shows. Are you really? Got, you mean the Roland Emmerich one, not the not the Gareth Edwards one? Because I feel like the Roland Emmerich one was more of an asshole. That was uh, no, no. The, okay. this, I'm talking about the the Roland Emmerich. Thing. Okay, fair. So enough,
1: yeah. so Godzilla himself, like the main monster, the, the yeah Japanese monster, uh, is is the guy who used to roadie for for uh, Metallica for Motorhead. Oh, and, motorhead, um, sorry. And now imagine, like, a guy who's been to a Nickelback show <laughs> stumbles into the beer and thinks he's hot shit. He's like, yeah, I'm tough, man. I went to a metal show tonight. And Godzilla, like, wheels around, punches him right in the throat. Yeah. He rumples over, and then he helps him up, takes him out to the parking mm-hmm. lot. He's like, okay, you don't get to start yeah. shit here. In fact, you don't get to come in here. Yeah. We cool? Well, no, I want to... No, you don't get to come
0: in here. <laughs> have you ever, you ever met... Or have you ever been to a bar or, like, met anyone like at a place where there was a bouncer and mm-hmm. the bouncer had like stories about him. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like that one time, like some like famous action movie star mm-hmm. was like Steven Seagal or someone was like in here and throwing his weight around. And the bouncer was like, Hey man, you got to knock that off. And the guy's like showing up, like doing his action movie moves. And the guy just like punches him in the nose and he like mm-hmm. crawls under a table and hides. <laughs> like that's how tough the bouncer is.
1: that That's Godzilla Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, you, you can just yeah. kick, kick out. Um, I'm guessing like if <laughs> if Godzilla is Dalton, uh-huh. then King Ghidorah is Ben Gazzara. And these are analogs to the movie Roadhouse. Okay, does that make Angerous Sam Elliott? Yes. Ooh, An- Angerous has great hair because <laughs> yeah, he has great hair. He like he's a bouncer in another bar, and he has to. <laughs> but he you know he's okay with leaving the bar and going to help yeah. Dalton when he, he needs knows Dalton to, is yeah. the protagonist. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what it comes down to. I
1: am I am a
0: supporting player in my own story. I love you, Mechanicong. (laughs) You're going to be my regular
1: Saturday night thing.
0: (laughs) It's interesting to me, like um, Monster Island is kind of its own country now. And if you consider like that, all like the giant monsters, the kaiju, are all like you know metaphors for weapons of mass destruction. It's like, hey, what if every nuclear weapon Decided to fuck, say fuck it, leave all the countries that own them and start their own country. Mm. And every once in a while, when the other countries are doing some shit or getting attacked, the nuclear weapons are just like, all right, let's help them out. Ah, come <laughs> on. That's why we're here. That's why that's what we're created for. That's what we're a metaphor for. Let's do it. <laughs> that's what we're a metaphor for. Hey, you gotta, you gotta make like it. But Godzilla
1: work. doesn't know he's a metaphor, all right? It'd <laughs> <laughs> be great if he did. Um, Anyway, I, I know you think of me as the bomb, but Godzilla's way more than that. Godzilla <laughs> practices meditation.
0: Godzilla and Anguirus show up. They start fighting uh, uh, King Ghidorah and Gigant, and it's a it's a knockdown drag out brawl. Yeah. All right? For one, like it's been a while since King Ghidorah felt like a major threat, but to be fair, Gigant is doing most of the work. He's been, the, well. I mean, he's in the title. He's the title monster. Yeah, he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting in this fight. He's got a lot of like cool cybernetic attachments that Godzilla isn't ready for. And they're, it's like you know, oh man, the the like, champ bleeds like oh my god, like he's spurting blood everywhere. The, Holy the, shit! The
1: razor stomach causes yeah. a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, the razor stomach like hits uh, Anguirus in the face, and blood squirts on the camera. Like it's <laughs> pretty intense for these kinds of movies at this stage, which is pretty wild. But. um... Godzilla mostly leaves Anguirus to fight King Ghidorah, which is very convenient because then they can use the Anguirus versus King Ghidorah footage from *Destroy All Monsters*, which they there's, do there's very a shamelessly. Lot of reused,
1: I mean, long ago we started reusing a lot of footage. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, all monsters attack is mostly reused. Footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which is, I, and to some extent, I'm okay with it. Like, do we really need another establishing shot of Monster Island? Like, it, it would be nice it would if be, a filmmaker tried to find a new way to shoot Monster Island. It would be nice. We just don't want to have to pull the Monda costume out of mothballs. <laughs> like I, we just that gotta, I understand. Like, I, can appreci- I can appreciate that you're trying to save money somewhere. Hmm. I can appreciate that. I would also like it if you put a little bit more time, effort, and money into it. But I realize you're working with what you've got and I respect that. Mostly, it's not too distracting in this one, but when it's this hilarious shot of Angerus like hanging from King Gator as he's flying, looking like a turtle <laughs> that's just been like squatted in the in the video game Frogger, like yeah, it's a it's a little obvious. Yeah, but um, um, this this is really hilarious thing though because our our human heroes are like trying to like sneak into Godzilla Tower and stop the bad guys from controlling. The okay, monsters. We, we and... didn't talk
1: a lot about Godzilla Tower. We, we described yeah. it, but it's it's a nearly Godzilla sized structure. With yeah. With a big tower sort of like extending down its chin and body. Yeah. Which like... is something you might actually see at an amusement park. It's I actually it looks appreciate pretty realistic. the design. Like like, it, yeah. I, no matter what your local amusement park is, they probably have something like the Sky Needle, where it's just a tall yeah. tower. You go up into the top and you just sort of look out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what you want to do when you want to relax and not go on a roller coaster. Um,. They've got to they have to rescue all of their guys from Godzilla Tower and then they have to break back into Godzilla Tower with a bunch of TNT to blow it up. Yeah. That's their plan. And I love their Usually in like American movies when there are boxes of TNT, they're wooden crates with like a black stencil that says TNT. Yeah. And we've just come to ex- accept that that's what TNT comes in. Like, like if you're at a bank, you get a sack with a dollar sign on it. (laughs) And it's like, I know that's probably not what they use anymore if they ever did, but we all just accept that here. White, like supermarket boxes with like colorful TNT logos, like the TNT company felt the need to sell themselves. Mm. And I actually love it. (laughs) It's just a really fun little production detail. I don't, maybe it's accurate. I honestly don't know, but it's a different vibe. Uh, so they're breaking in. They're going to destroy the place because the Godzilla Tower turns out the Godzilla mouth is like a laser weapon. There's this yeah. really, there's this really funny bit where Godzilla's like fighting Gigant and King Ghidorah, and Godzilla's getting some real punishment. And he like stumbles away for a second to try to catch his, you know, catch his breath, get his shit together, get back in the fight. And then he sees Godzilla Tower, and he looks confused. And then pissed <laughs> And then he's getting ready to destroy this like, thing oh, oh, you did not No, come on Honestly, I'm a, I'm offended more than I am honored And so he's about to destroy the thing And then Godzilla Tower turns out has laser blasts That come out of its mouth And they keep shooting Godzilla in the eye Over <laughs> and over again Godzilla is getting pummeled Like, like Gigant has these like Giant hooks for hands And he's when Godzilla is like down, like the laser has hit him, and Godzilla's like down on the ground, and he's like, "Oh God, is Godzilla even gonna get out of this one?" Gigant doesn't respect that. Gigant walks over there, picks up Godzilla, and then takes the end of his hook and starts shoving it into his skull. Yeah, until it, until he pierces Godzilla's skull and it shoots blood. Gigant is not fucking around. You know in those gangster movies where,
1: uh, you know, th- there's like the old guard of gangsters. We've always mm. done it this way. We're very brutal. We murder our enemies. We're completely mm. amoral. We're evil people. Mm. But then the new generation comes along and somehow they're even worse. Like yeah. they're hot-headed and they don't know abide by even the the honor of thieves. You yeah, know? The,
0: the, the few basic rules we have. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you don't like shoot someone's whole family. You just kill them, right? Yeah. And then it's like, nah, nah, that's how we'll assert our dominance. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's guy get.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ga- 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 Ga is the the new hotshot. He's yeah. He's he, out to prove himself. He, he's Ray Liotta after he got into the cocaine and goodfellas.
0: <laughs> I think it's just Joe Pesci, but okay. <laughs> uh, um. um. Anyway, uh, blah, blah blah So, oh, there's a cute gag actually. I noticed they did in the sequence where they're cutting from the giant monster fight to the guys, uh, like breaking into Godzilla Tower, mm-hmm. where you can hear the Godzilla roars and everything like in the background, like it's kind of far away from where we are now in the action. Cause we're with the humans and they're the monsters are fighting in the distance. The score that we were listening to, like the fight movie score uh-huh. also gets quieter. <laughs> when you're with yeah, the humans, yeah. as if the score is also in the distance, like that just follows Godzilla around. And that made me laugh. That was a funny little bit. Anyway, they, uh, they blow up Godzilla tower, uh, the villains are so cocky, by the way. They have this line. They say, uh, "Once we defeat Godzilla, our victory will be assured." And I'm like, what "The fuck about Mothra? You have no, no respect for Mothra? I <laughs> well, understand Varan isn't going to be able to do fucking much, but Mothra could. M-
1: Mothra could um, any there are any number of monsters that mm-hmm. could you
0: know have taken these people
1: on. Like but, Rodan.
0: Rodan yeah. is no slouch. Um, and
1: it, I think, the mistake was to show those monsters. Yeah, remind because us that there, they're there's there. There's a little montage at the beginning of the movie where we saw like a, all the monsters kind of hanging out on Monster Island, and uh, if we if it was just Godzilla and Anguirus on Monster Island and sort of the other ones were just sort of elsewhere, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have been asking these
0: questions. Exactly, it's, it becomes a Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. Like, hey, like, why aren't the Avengers here? Yeah, yeah, like the whole universe is at stake. You couldn't have at least called Iron Man. Like, what the shit, Thor? Like, it's one of those situations. But fortunately, this is the one where the humans are actually pulling their own weight and actually doing something. They're trying to save Godzilla. They're trying to save the world. They put the TNT in an elevator. And, then, and they had time to get a little cute with it because they hide the TNT behind a screen. So when the elevator door opens, they don't see the TNT. And the screen is all of them in manga form. That's right. Which is a weird, cute little touch. And if you blink, you'll miss it because it immediately blows up. The tower blows up, Godzilla's no longer under siege from multiple fronts, and then we cut to uh, the 17-year-old kid and Wes Anderson, and they're trapped under rubble, and they're dying, and their shadows are cockroaches, and they get really sad, like they only just seriously considered their own mortality... It's oh, like that yeah. scene in You Were Never Really Here where Joaquin Phoenix like kills a guy and then the guy's like dying on the ground and Joaquin Phoenix feels kind of bad for him and he just sort of sits there and dies with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, That's right, he lays down on the floor. It's very sobering. Yeah, You start feeling bad for the cockroach monsters, which, you I, know, I that's a powerful movie that can do
1: that. I don't feel bad for the cockroach monsters. No, not, not even a little bit. Hoisted by their own petards. The cockroaches have petards. they They, they have laser beams. Surely they can build petards. <laughs>
0: I'm not even going to look at what that is. A
1: petard is a bomb. Oh! That's what that means. They were hoisted you, you, by their own. You, you were thrown th- off the ground by your own bomb that you were constructing. It's like you, you oh. pulled the pin on your own grenade. But
0: it hoisted was. hoisted by your own petard. But it was the manga guide's uh, bomb. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. So. so I guess they were hoisted by the manga guy's petard. But they, they were hoisted by an actual petard. Good.
1: Little little etymology lesson for you, (laughs) because for many years I thought a petard was like something was an article of clothing, Mm, like it was like your pants. I thought it was like a
0: hook on a pulley or something, hoist them up. Yeah, well,
1: hoisted. Yeah, it makes me think of like a pulley system, and I thought like buy your own petard, something you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Somebody grabbed something you were wearing and hoisted you up by it. Uh, No, it's a a
0: petard is a bomb. Fair enough. It's an explosive. Anyway. Godzilla and Anguirus fight Gigan and King Ghidorah some more. I like that it looks like Gigan is shit-talking.
1: Uh-huh. Because he's,
0: like, just sort of jumping around next to Anguirus and, like, kind of pointing at him and then pointing at Godzilla. Like, yeah, fuck those guys. Which is just, again, Gigan's got personality in a way a lot of these other monsters don't. I really like Gigan. Um... Gigan and uh, uh, King Ghidorah get the start getting the crap kicked out of them. Godzilla like tricks Gigan into razoring King Ghidorah. That's bad. Uh, Godzilla like grabs King Ghidorah from behind mm. and tells Anguirus because Anguirus is an ankylosaurus He's got that spiky shelled back. Yeah. to jump backwards into King Ghidorah over and over again, and it's like <laughs> it's actually kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good. It's a good strategy. Could, <laughs> they're taking, making the most out of anger. They're
1: ta- I mean, they are predators, and they're yeah. taking advantage of their their natural weaponry.
0: Yeah. Um, it all ends. The, the turns out, Gigant when he doesn't have the upper hand, mm-hmm. bit of a coward. He and and King Ghidorah. They're not defeated. They're not killed. They just run away as yeah. soon as the tide turns. Like ah, fuck it. Uh, I'll be back in the next film, and then he won't see me again until Final Wars. Um, weird thing to say. Meanwhile, uh, Godzilla and uh we
1: haven't brought up final wars a lot actually final wars was supposed to be the last godzilla movie at the end of the millennial era yeah the millennium era um and that that's where all of the monsters come back yeah all of them
0: come (laughs) back. i'm looking forward to getting to it i've actually never seen the whole thing um you know it's it's not great
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a bummer that sucks Um, i mean when it came out in like the mid-2000s so it was like a victim of, like, all the shitty CGI and sure. weird steely trends at the time.
0: It was, yeah, it's they're all They're all dated. a product of their era. It's, yeah. it's, that's part of the fun of it, really, with a long-running series, you know? Some people look back. We brought up James Bond. Some people look back at, like, the Roger Moore era and laugh. And you should. They were supposed to be funny. Yeah. But that was the tone at the time. That's what they were going for in that moment. You know? It made sense. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, Godzilla and Anguirus uh, uh, leave. They just walk away and our heroes, our human heroes, watch them walk away. And it looks like they're chatting. Which is kind of funny. Like, just see me bounce back into in the King Ghidorah like that. Like, yeah, I told you to do that. Nah, that was my idea. Angris You'll never change, will you? And Angris <laughs> is like <laughs> <laughs> high fives. So, Freeze frame. <laughs> so you like Don Julio, right? <laughs> Um, and we get a cool Godzilla theme song With fun lyrics uh, One of which I think is a reference To how much Godzilla got the shit kicked out of him This movie Because like, he, he exits the movie looking like Rocky At the end of Rocky like <laughs> All He's, he's, bleeding he's bleeding taking and broken, some real yeah. damage And here's some of the lyrics With his enormous body and droopy eyes Tomorrow he'll fight again That's our Godzilla
1: <laughs> Love it with a purposeful grimace and a terrible sound he pulls the spitting high tension wires down Godzilla
0: <laughs> um we're not gonna do a whole episode about that song uh, well no we could uh, no we could, it's just a, it's a pop song we couldn't do it but we we, we made a 90 second cartoon Do a whole there's episode there's more to say
1: about that I'm yeah, not I don't sure don't really want to get into Blue Oyster Cult yeah wait that wasn't Deep Purple that wasn't Deep Purple it was Blue Oyster Cult what did
0: Deep Purple do Sunshine of your love uh, <laughs> Okay Deep Purple Godzilla Am I crazy? No It was It was political Yeah you're right I don't know how I did that wrong mm. But it, that's That's fine um, In case you were wondering I know more about movies Than I do about music mm. I freely admit that <laughs> I well, When I said I'm Sunshine no... of your love uh, Deep yeah. Purple did smoke on the water Oh So we're both so wrong we're both About wrong. music Yeah Maybe so, we shouldn't so, Start so that music Somebody podcast. got really <laughs> mad At me just now <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Godzilla vs. Gigan, um, I had a blast with Mm. this, I was never bored in this one, I was having a really good time, I thought the human characters were funny, I thought the villains were kind of interesting for Mm. once, um, there was a good variety of, like, uh, of, you know, theme and visual presentation, the fight was badass, Gigan, Weird looking monster, but by yeah. God, he put up a fight. Like kudos I, for that. Again, it's we're getting into a lot
1: more of a like an exploitation movie vibe with mm-hmm. these later era Godzilla movies. But I'm here for it. Yeah, um, I like Ishiro Honda's approach, and I feel like Ishiro Honda um, was really trying to do something with the character, mm-hmm. like actually construct a very certain kind of world that compared to this movie Mm. this is a weird thing to say about godzilla movies kind of mannered uh there's a a, like a a very specific structure a very specific Mm -hmm. way you're supposed to shoot monster movies yeah he also not not just formula formulaic but you know well given a a very specific
0: aesthetic well and with some formula uh, but a formula allowed for variety because there was always this chunk where it was its own separate kind of tale outside of Godzilla. Yeah. And he usually seemed like there was something he wanted to say or talk about. Like, Oh, this one's about the entertainment industry. This one's about yeah, you know well, the, the amusement park industry. This one's know, about diamond heist. Th-
1: these movies aren't terribly deep. They never have been. I, yeah, ma- yeah, first the fir- one. first one's like a, a little bit melancholy, you know, actually it's saying something about power and you know, like destructive power and mm-hmm. you know, human weapons. Uh, but now that we're in with Jun Fukuda, he just wants the adventure part of it. He wants the action. Yeah. He wants the mayhem. And yeah. that's actually one of the big reasons I like Godzilla movies, is all mm-hmm. the mayhem, is all the fights. I want to see you know, King Kong shove a tree into Godzilla's mouth. Yeah. I, I want to see two Frankensteins wailing on each other. Yeah. Uh, and Jun Fukuda's like, is that what you want? Are you entertained? <laughs> I'm like, He's not... <laughs> like he's like the new hotshot who is try- trying to just get to the lizard brain core of what a Godzilla yeah. movie is. And he's going to just present really
0: crazy monsters and have just a lot of fun with it. I, I was not sold on Jim Fukuda the first couple of of his films that we saw. Mm. Um, it felt like kind of struggling against the format and uh, kind of just making it silly, but not making it terribly interesting. This is the Jim Fukuda film where I'm like, Oh, is this where Jim Fukuda finds his voice? because this is a good format this is you know there there's alien invasions and spy stuff but it's never boring the characters are actually really fun and Mm. i like hanging out with them like they don't feel like a distraction from anything like it feels like their own tale to tell um i think you could overdo godzilla talking in manga format but i i I was totally charmed by it in this one Uh and i thought that was really adorable and i like sort of Confirming to the audience That Godzilla isn't just doing this Because he was annoyed by a dog whistle Like he actually has it's Like, a, like, like a, principles a goal, now A yeah Yeah, like he's, he's, he's found himself Like he's come around to being a hero It's like Wolverine's been with the X-Men For a while now And he doesn't go into a berserker rage very often And he actually does want to do the right thing But he has a past, you know It makes him kind of dark and edgy <laughs> uh, So that, all that stuff is great Um feels like we've got a good mythology. All the monsters are on Monster Island. You don't have to justify them anymore. Yeah. Um, there is iconography. The universe it understands that monsters exist. We don't have to waste time getting to the point the audience already is. It's not like every zombie movie where you have to pretend that these characters live in a world where Night of the Living Dead never came out. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, yeah, we know. they're Just catch up to us, please. We know they're zombies. You should know they're yeah. zombies, too. Um so, that Yeah, this is just really fun. Something that bothers me about a lot of legacy sequels,
1: like mm-hmm. we we just recently saw the sixth Exorcist film. Yeah. It's like the, the Exorcist, Exorcist Believer. The Exorcist is such like a, a massive cultural presence mm-hmm. that it it seems kind of strange that it's set in a world that doesn't have the movie The
0: Exorcist in it. Yeah, you have to wonder what what are their horror movies like? Yeah. Right? What, what they, won they never, best original screenplay that year? Or best they, adapted screenplay that year? They never do that with those yeah. legacy sequels, do they? What, what's like, Linda is, Blair
1: doing? I, I guess they kind of did it with. Um, a, I mean, a little bit with The Flash, where he goes into a parallel mm. universe. It's like, oh, well, where pop culture's like is yeah. really different and the superhero
0: origins are all really they different. They did that on the, the TV show Fringe which oh, okay. uh, gradually revealed at first it was like a sci-fi story of the week kind of x-files knockoff not bad but x-files knockoff and then gradually revealed itself to be a lot more about alternate realities including this one very specific alternate reality mm-hmm. where people keep kind of like coming into our world as spies uh and it turns out every time you go into that reality there's always like a what if story that turned out to be true like um there's a the protagonist gets replaced by a by a parallel reality agent uh and she's on a date with, like, her boyfriend. The boyfriend doesn't know that she's been replaced. And it's like, hey, we always, you always wanted to see Casablanca. And she's like, oh, with Ronald Reagan? <laughs> because Ronald Reagan was famously, like, considered for the lead role in Casablanca okay. and didn't get it. So it's full of that stuff. And there's, like, a guy uh, who has, uh, uh, like, a poster in his apartment. But instead of, like, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, it's The Man of Steel Returns. All right. Just little stuff like that, and that they even did the Eric Stoltz and Back to the Future gag before oh, nice. the Flash got to it. Okay, so wasn't that clever? But uh, still, it's it's a fun thing to consider. Mm. I interviewed um, Sean Levy once, and he did a film. This isn't quite the same, but he did a film called The Internship.
1: Oh uh, yeah, uh,
0: the... Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I, they, saw, I saw that one. Yeah, where they uh, they're they're like you know, middle aged men who become interns at Google. Uh, shameless product placement movie. Um, there's a scene in that movie which co-stars Rose Byrne where they're watching an X-Men movie. And this is one of the nerdier questions I've ever asked. And to his credit, he didn't have a good answer. I mean that, to his credit. Um, I said, hey, so they're watching an X-Men movie and Rose Byrne was in one of the X-Men movies. But in your universe, she's she's, she's this other character. So who played Moira McTaggart in X-Men First Class in the internship universe? Because I'm going off of Last Action Hero rules, where if Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a character who isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger in this reality, then someone else had to star in Terminator, and in Last Action Hero, it was Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Whereas, for example, uh, in the movie Escape Plan, which co-stars both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, oj simpson must have played the terminator which he almost did actually mm-hmm. um so i asked john levy who played more room in the x-men movies and he's like i didn't think of that and i'm like oh. y- you really didn't have to <laughs> it's fine it well, would have been fun if you'd had an answer you, but... you were
1: just trying to test how quick he was like if you said oh kate blanchett like right away that would have been fun yeah. right
0: yeah no i just went you know what i really wondered do you think of it Does it occur to you that there's a logic issue here? here, Here's what
1: I'm getting. You know, the the more I've because I I write a lot over at SlashFilm, yeah, and uh, a lot of what we do at SlashFilm is uh, sort of recapping a lot of older interviews, like finding new information, interesting nuggets
0: out of like larger interviews. Yeah, this deserves to be known. Yeah, let's highlight highlight this
1: little detail that you might have looked over, and uh, you know,
0: and. Sometimes you've used my interviews, which is kind of fun.
1: I have, yeah. They actually found your (laughs) interviews and quoted them. Uh, But uh, while we're sort of combing through all of that, I'm reading a lot of these interviews, and I'm getting from a lot of filmmakers, actors and directors and writers, Mm -hmm. uh, that they don't think that stuff through. Yeah, They're they're trying to tell an interesting story kind of with its Mm -hmm. own logic. They're not going to get caught in those weeds. And yeah, they're not... the. They're really rarely the types Mm -hmm. to concern themselves with like deep cut canon issues Mm -hmm. or uh, like the way it affects sort of the fabric of some other reality or what the other Mm -hmm. actors were doing. Like if they get a a talented actor, they're only concerned with how that actor can play that part. Yeah. They're not concerned with like another movie that they did like three years before.
0: Let me tell you from personal experience, and I've tried this multiple times and it's the same story every time. If you want to have... An incredibly unsatisfying conversation (laughs) Ask someone at Pixar Uh How the Cars universe makes sense
1: (laughs) Do they hate that question? They
0: don't hate it They just don't care Yeah it's irrelevant. They're like it's, it's a movie about
1: living cars. What yeah, do you, like, you need a technical explanation? Like it's, some it's a some stories, fantasy world. some fantasy do you, worlds. Do you ask
0: why Bugs Bunny can talk and other rabbits can't? Well, I mean, like it's... and listen, sometimes people do have answers. I spoke to the filmmakers of Zootopia. Mm. And I asked them, like, I had, I was thinking about this world you've created where, you know, carnivores and herbivores, they live together in a very modern world. And the, you've created, but that,
1: that's, like... That's the theme of the movie. That's yeah. what the
0: movie's about. So yeah. I was like, I was curious, like, have, have you thought these things out? Like, it, it one question the movie never asks is, what do the carnivores eat? They have to eat meat. That's mm. what they live on. So who are they allowed to eat? And they, and they said, we thought of that? Bugs. Okay, see that... They... Bugs are the only animals in this universe that are, doing, are not sentient. And apparently, like, if you look really carefully, you can see that there are, like, bug shakes that okay. people are, like, eating or something like that. And so they, they thought it out. And I was like, you know what? Touché. They got it, yeah. You, you thought it out. I'm proud of you. But then if you ask the people who make the Cars movies, hey, uh, in Planes 2, uh, Dusty Crop Hopper is one of the most famous planes in the world. Uh... And he has a defective part, and the plot revolves around the factory saying they don't make that part anymore. Why would they stop if everyone in this universe was a car or a plane or a boat? Mm. Why would they stop making parts? That's like saying we're not going to do heart transplants anymore. And they were like, we didn't care about that. Well, well, then, <laughs> All, it's again, if, if, at. They're qu- if they're quick, they would have just yeah. said... Fucking medical industry, man. Right, like, that's what we're talking yeah. about, man. That's the point of the movie. That would have been great. No, they were just like, Nah it's really, really not. We're, they they always say like we're going off of like uh, kids playing with their Hot Wheels logic, yeah, yeah. which is fine. If you're it's a little, fine. if you're a little kid, you don't care. Mostly then, not. Well, I I yeah. cared about that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm weird, so like I get it. Most yeah, people I... don't care. Most people don't care. I totally uh, respect that. That's fine. To sort
1: of bring this around to Godzilla, and and this is something that that, uh, we've actually discussed before. You know, what what are we really looking at when we're looking at Godzilla movies? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are like some thematic underpinnings to Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the symbol for the bomb that we talk about endlessly, mm-hmm. but there's also the symbol of uh, Godzilla and the monsters
0: being uh, sort of a source of Japanese military pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they, they the, exist to, to handle conflict. Yeah. Like yeah. larger grand scale conflict. It's like, it's not America that's yeah, invading, uh, it's aliens. That and, kind of
1: and, thing. And, yeah. and you can see in the monsters the same thing you might see in the Avengers. Avengers, what are they? Mm-hmm. They avenge. Uh, they're they're clearly a post nine eleven creation, uh, and, the movie, and, and version, yeah. the, the movie version, yeah, uh, the movie version, yeah. The Marvel version was more of a clubhouse vision, actually yeah. for superheroes
0: initially. Yeah. well, which I was because like...
1: they they were invented in the sixties, exactly. but these movies are coming out in the post nine eleven movie exactly. uh, world, and uh, so there's this element of we now we have beings who can stop terrorist attacks. That's part of the fantasy, yeah, the or or, yeah. or get revenge because they are Avengers. Yeah, uh, it sounds noble, but can. How about preventative measures? That would yeah, be nicer. That would be nice. Uh, Godzilla, same function.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: America bombed Japan. Uh-huh. Now these things are instruments of Japanese military revenge, essentially. Mm-hmm. Kind of giving that sort of uh, cultural outlet, more or less. Yeah, That's one of the things these monsters might represent. Uh, but now that we're sort of getting into the Jun Fukuda films, and it's just sort of like fun... If you're trying to find, like, a lot of more adult uh, meaning in these movies, mm-hmm. you're going to fall into that trap that that one asshole fell into a couple of years ago when he tried to put 9-11
0: metaphors into the movie Turning Red. Where, oh, uh, yeah, that was really forced. Uh, it was well, he was talking about how this movie takes place in, like, the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and nobody's talking about 9-11. Yeah, and, they're kids, and, and they're focusing on their on puberty, well, and, and here's what they're thinking. About and here's right what's now.
1: going on: an adult yeah. wants adult material in their child's entertainment. Yeah, because they're not they don't have the wherewithal to actually find fucking adult stories, which are out there yeah. and plentiful. Yeah, uh, there's that's you a know, good point. This that's is an, you know, point. an entire generation is trying to find something really meaningful in the kind of entertainment that they're unable to put down. And to like, me, th- th- what you're looking for mm-hmm. isn't in what you're holding. I you have put it down and go looking in some other books this is what
0: happens with something like batman for example yeah. where like you know batman in the 60s was much more family friendly and now people are like oh, i want a batman that kills people i want a batman that's catching the riddler but he's like the killer from seven that's not a in that's not a wrong take or anything like that but that's demanding that the character grow up with you yeah and leave all the kids behind now granted batman's not the best example because there's always kid versions cartoons etc but Still, you're demanding that the programming, the storytelling that catered to you as a child Mm -hmm. still cater to you as an adult so that you don't have to try anything new. Yeah. yeah. And that's not a great version of
1: that. uh, If if you're demanding things that are a lot more gritty and edgy... Well, I see what you're longing for, sir. Yeah. I, I see what you want, and it's not you're not going to find it in the same things you anymore. You want like a serious drama yeah, is what you're yeah. going you, you for. Want you want an know? adult uh, yeah. you know, an adult R-rated film about adult characters or a, don't have a fantasy cloak
0: around them anymore. They're yeah. just sort
1: of dealing with the real thing now.
0: Yeah, uh, Watch those movies. I feel like people <laughs> just don't... They, 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 you're right. Like yeah. we, we secretly want this, but we don't know how to ask for it anymore. Um, I will say this, though. Going back to something you said about the Avengers and like, mm. oh, wouldn't it wouldn't be great if they took preventative measures. Godzilla does in this movie. Godzilla gets one inkling that something is wrong. Mm. What's the first thing he does? He says anger is to check go, on his go neighbors. Go check that out, yeah. Check on the neighbors. Something's going on. worried about the neighbors. Could you check on the neighbors? And anger is like, they're still dicks. And Godzilla's like, no, something's still up. We're going to, we have to do it. They're going to be, they're going to be assholes to us again because that's who they are but it's the right thing to do we need to look out for our neighbors and it turns out i was right i am glad i showed up i know i you know i'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a klutz i always break something but at the end of the day i did bounce giggan and king gator out of your party mm-hmm. you're welcome i'm going home yep i'm a good person and then just he just moves on with his day, very proud of himself. <laughs> yep, I'm a good person. High fives Rodan as he walks in. Um. Anyway, that's it for Godzilla vs. Guy again. I like this one. It's it's not. There's not much to it, but it just it works well. It's fun to watch. We're, we're at the tail end of of yeah. this particular era of Godzilla
1: movies. They're going to end for about a decade. Uh, and the uh, podcast
0: won't. By the way, we're just no gonna no. Keep we're just going to keep on going. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, there will be no Godzilla films for about ten years. And bummer. Yeah, I think the last one was in '75, and then Godzilla didn't come back. For wasn't rebooted until like '84. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these last few, it's like we're kind of petering out. We've lost sight of what the original was. I mean, so let's that. just have some fun because we. Just, uh, after yeah. this, we have uh, we have Godzilla versus Megalon coming up next.
0: Oh, okay. That and, that's uh, encouraging. That's a great. It's a great way to frame it. Uh, Here we go. Well,
1: Megalon is a gigantic bug with drill arms and cool slacks and uh and
0: slacks
1: look at his legs he's, oh wearing, he's wearing like
0: khakis in the movie and <laughs> I want to see him with like a sweater wrapped around his neck like a preppy animal, <laughs> animal <laughs> house
1: uh it has one of the best posters in cinema history really where it's Godzilla standing on one of the world trade towers and Megalon standing on the other one and they're kind of attacking each other from the, the two world trade towers the movie takes place in Japan. The World Trade Towers aren't, <laughs> but they aren't kind of in b- the movie. But yeah.
0: they were big at the time, right? Like, not, they were always big. I think but, you they were just the, being built at yeah, the time. Yeah, they were still like know? new. And so there's was probably a big attention getter. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, um, and,
1: and also, uh, they asked a little kid to design a monster, like a tokusatsu mm-hmm. creature, and that turned into that became Jet Jaguar.
0: So we're going to meet uh, Jet Jaguar next gonna time. We're going to Jet Jaguar. Well. And Jet Jaguar has a theme song. Ooh. Uh, it's a really they tried to make Jet movie. Jaguar a thing. Yeah. Um, so we got Godzilla versus Megalon, and then we have two more films. Uh, in the Showa era, before that gets... We really are at the tail end of it. Mm. In three weeks, we will be done with the Showa era, and then we'll move on to... What, what's the next era? That's called the Heisei era. Okay, want to so make sure I got them in the right order, right. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we'll move on right on after that. Uh, but, um, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast right now on our regular podcast feed on Apple Podcast, or Spotify, or wherever else you might be listening, uh, you can listen to our episode about Godzilla versus Megalon right now because patrons mm-hmm. at com slash critically acclaimed network, patrons get to listen to episodes of Thank Godzilla It's Friday one week early and they get to listen to all of our new shows without ads, which I know can be annoying. So uh, thank you advertisers, by the way, but <laughs> speaking as a consumer, I, I know many times we prefer not to have them. So that's available even at $1 a month, but there's a lot of exclusive shows. If you like the way we do deep dives into things, uh, we have podcasts dedicated to every single uh, Adam West Batman uh, episode, the entire Mm. series. We already completed that series. Uh, We have all our yesterdays where we're doing what we're doing for Godzilla for every single episode of Star Trek ever. Mm. Only the best where we're reviewing every single best picture nominee ever we do a lot of these completionist uh kinds of podcasts but a lot of them are for our patrons only so you can go to patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network and check all that out and Mm -hmm. a huge shout out to all of our patrons thank you so much for keeping us afloat you mean the world to us and if you can't afford to be a patron that's totally cool i totally get it if you want to help the show leave us a rating and a a review even just one sentence Mm. uh just really helps a lot i mean if you've been like putting it off like ah that doesn't really matter it really does so that would mean a lot to us if you could do it. But uh, also, you're busy. I understand. Go, go about your day. Hopefully we helped you on your commute. Um, in any case, uh, if you want to talk about anything we discussed in this episode, our email address is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net. Whitney, what is our PO box? Yeah, send
1: us a physical letter to the Critically Acclaimed Network PO Box six four one five six five, Los Angeles, California nine double o six four.
0: Yeah, we might read your email in an upcoming episode of We've Got Mail, uh, and of course we're on social media at Critic Acclaim at both Blue Sky and Twitter, and I'm at William Bibiani everywhere. At, at Whitney Seibold, same deal. Awesome, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time, and. Rawr! <laughs>